you had a time machine that went back to the late 20th century, then wrote a book giving an accurate depiction of life in America or Europe today, it would be classified as work of dystopic fiction. The book would be compared with 1984, Atlas Shrugged, or any number of novels depicting a dystopian future. Most of the people that read it would hope that our society and culture would develop along a better, saner path. It is to the point where one could swear some would today see Orwell's 1984 not as a warning to humanity, but as an instruction manual. We now live in the type of world that authors like Orwell, Rand, and Huxley tried to warn us about. On July 9th, 2022, President Rajapaksa, excuse the pronunciation, of Sri Lanka fled his official residence amidst months of civil unrest and economic turmoil. He was driven out by his own people. His country was bankrupt and his people were going hungry. This was a direct result of quote-unquote reforms his country had to undergo in order to receive international aid. The country took out a huge loan or huge loans meant to pay for his country enacting social justice reform and going green, converting to renewable energy and abandoning modern nitrogen-based fertilizers in favor of going all organic. That same month, farmers in the Netherlands launched a huge protest aimed at their government. Like Sri Lanka, the Dutch were expected to sacrifice the livelihoods of their farmers and the welfare of their people in order to serve the greater good. The farmers had been ordered to severely limit their use of nitrogen-based fertilizers, a move that would devastate a large number of farms and ranches. The fact that Europe was looking down the barrel of food shortages due mainly to the conflict in Ukraine had no effect on the policymakers in that country. Other countries are being convinced to sacrifice their economic welfare in a similar fashion. We live in an age where objective truth itself is under assault. Men can be women, the intolerant call themselves tolerant, and history is malleable. A large population refer to any political idea they don't like as fascism, while acting in an expressly fascist manner. Racism is no longer defined as discrimination against different races with bad intent. It now gets defined not as actively favoring one select race over another. Riots are called mostly peaceful protests as city blocks burn. Points of view that differ with those who control the levers of power in our society are censored. Members of the government, media, and academia actively collude to suppress voices that go against the narrative they have developed, one that benefits them and their future objectives. How did this dystopia come to be? It's important to understand that we didn't get here overnight. In fact, our current situation has been over a hundred years in the making. Over the last century, a group we would now refer to as the left 
spurred on by two philosophies, collectivism and postmodernism, have been vying for and gaining political power in the world. Collectivism is the idea that man's highest purpose is to serve the needs of society. The individual's needs are subordinate to those of the collective. Examples of collectivism include communism, socialism, and fascism. The ends the left have in mind in some sort is some sort of collectivist utopia. Before they can build their brave new world, they must tear down the old one. Postmodernism is a philosophy that refutes the notion of objective reality. It refutes, it refutes the Enlightenment notion that man advances his situation mainly through reason. Enlightenment philosophies are the basis of modern Western democracies in general and of the United States in particular. Enlightenment thinking stands in the way of establishing a collectivist utopia and so must be supplanted in the body politic by postmodern, the postmodern viewpoint. Postmodernism can be said then to be the philosophic means to that collectivist end. Mm -hmm.